This is Katie Prejean McGrady, and this is Ave Explores. Usually, when we think of art, I think many of us immediately begin thinking about the great pieces of art that are well-known by both name and location. The Mona Lisa in the Louvre, Michelangelo's Sistine Chapel, or the Pietà over in Rome at St. Peter's. Right? We think of the, the pieces of art that are instantly recognizable, and that makes sense. Those are the pieces of art that we know, that we've studied perhaps, that, that we are familiar with. But we can't keep art or the study of art, or the understanding of art, merely in the category of old great things. We also have to recognize that there's a movement very much alive today of artists and artistry happening in the contemporary world, still bringing us to an understanding of and contemplation of the divine. And today we have a conversation with a a contemporary modern-day artist who is using her gifts and her talents and her skill sets to to tell beautiful stories, both Catholic and otherwise. Fabiola Garza is an artist over at Disney, the Disney Corporation, yes, that Disney, in Disneyland, Disney World. She lives in Florida. She has created um, incredible things for the Disney company. In fact, just the other day I noticed on her Instagram that um, one of her designs, one of her, her character works is now a Dooney and Bork purse, which is available for purchase. She's remarkably talented, and I've always admired the things that she's done, including the Catholic book that she created, The Boy Who Would Be Pope, which is this great children's story about Carol Wojtyla, Pope John Paul II. Her artistry, her gift, her skill set, her animation skills, what she's doing is taking the God-given talents that she has and using them to glorify God, not just by creating Catholic art, by creating beautiful things. And today we have a conversation about what that looks like in her life, what that could look like in all of our lives, why art matters not just in the past and not just in the context of sacred art, but what artistry and the gifts and talents that she and artists have bring to the world, bring to all of us who want to contemplate beauty, contemplate the divine. Just as a a quick note, there um, were a couple of small audio issues when we were recording and we didn't discover those until after the fact. So Fabiola is a bit faint. We've turned the volume up as best we can, but I do apologize if it might be hard to hear and if you have to crank the volume um, on your phone or in your car to be able to hear it fully. But, But thanks for sticking with us because it's an excellent interview nonetheless. As with all of our Ave Art and Architecture series, I think this content really helps us think about why beauty matters and the path that beauty is for us, a conversation that we've been having with all of our guests. You can find all of the Ave Explorers content over at AveMariaPress.com. It's completely free. You click on over to the website, you'll find articles, interviews, videos, everything that we've been doing to, to really pack, unpack, and talk about this topic. I think today, Fabiola's conversation with us really showcases why art matters in this world at this moment especially, and why we would all greatly benefit from thinking about the art that we've seen, the art that we have have experienced, maybe even the art that we've created ourselves. So without further ado, an interview with Fabiola Garza. 
Fabiola, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast. Yeah, so I've, I've been a longtime fan of your work on Instagram and Catholic Creatives. Um, but for those listening that might not know you, might not know what you do, where are you? What are you doing? I, I always phrase it, if we bumped into each other in an elevator and the elevator got stuck, what would I learn in that time together? All right. Uh, so my name is Fabiola Garza, and I am a character artist for Disney Creative Group, which basically means that I'm an illustrator. Um, for the merchandise department. So all the drawings that I do end up going on merchandise um, at the Disney parks or the Disney stores. And uh, I'm also uh, an author and uh, illustrator of a couple children's books. Uh, So I would say, yeah. How did that come about? Was it always your dream to work for Disney or did you just want to draw in life and that was what, that's the avenue that you took? I always wanted to work for Disney. I mean, I love the animated movies. Um, when I was little, I thought the only thing you could do it to be an animator. But once I took an animation course later in life, I realized that I didn't like it at all. <laughs> um, but there's plenty of other things that that uh, that artists do, obviously, for a movie, which includes a lot of illustration, a lot of concept work, figuring out what characters look like, what environments look like. And uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, right now um, I do get to draw our characters a lot. Uh, and uh, we'll see where I go in the company later on in the future, but so far it's been black. What are some of the big projects that you've worked on that we would you know, know by name? Uh, well, probably the biggest one was not for Disney, but it was a, uh, my first children's book is uh, a boy who became Pope, the story of St. John Paul II. And, uh, that is probably the biggest one that you might have seen around. And then I illustrated the Golden Book for Disney Pixar's Coco. Um, so those are probably the biggest things you might know me for. Yeah. There, well, I have both of those books. Our two-year-old is obsessed with them. Um, the, the John Paul II book, she thinks JP2 is Jesus, which is pretty adorable because like, she assumes all priests are Jesus, <laughs> which is great when priests go by or we go to church and she just says, hi, Jesus, any priest that she sees. Um, was this where you thought, you know, you wanted to work for Disney, you wanted to draw, um, as a little kid, I mean, what was it about art that made you pick up a pen and paper, made you be the kid that was doodling in class? Like, where did that all come from? What was that, what was that like for you? I think it's kind of, uh, I always describe it as like akin to breathing. I never really thought about it. It was just something that I did, you know, that just came very naturally to me that, that I didn't give really a second thought about. And uh, one of the biggest things for me in terms of where, uh, who I wanted to become as a kid, I used to watch the animated movies and I thought they were so beautiful and so magical um, that I, I I was like, oh, God has to exist. This is amazing. How can how can these things happen uh, without, without like a higher power? Um, and they were just very inspirational to me, so I knew I wanted to go that route. But art was just something, probably the only thing I would say I'm really good at. Uh, but it just, it was just something that I loved to do. Um, I've always, obviously, I always doodled in class, and uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I have pictures of myself when I was little drawing, and uh, yeah, it was never something that I really like thought about, and I was like, I need to draw now. You know, 
um, the, I just did it. It was just part of your life. That's awesome. That it was like breathing. And you mentioned, so watching a Disney movie, I watched Beauty and the Beast with my daughter this morning. And, and that's, that's one from my childhood and the animation holds up. Like even in 2020, it's still a delight to watch. Um, the colors and just the vibrancy, the music, of course, and she was captivated. And normally we're throwing Pixar stuff on, but even the old school animation, she is enraptured with it. Um, and you said that watching those things revealed to you that, you know, God is present in the beautiful and the true and the good. I mean, we know that, that beauty is a, is a way to understanding truth. How does your faith influence your work then? I mean, Disney's a, a pretty secular organization that obviously has good family values, but how does your faith influence your work? Um, I think it, uh, I think it's more in a sense of how I, I approach being an artist in, in the, like the office, the general, uh, sort of, uh, art community that we have there. Um, it's, it's more of how I interact with people, um, how I decorate my office. Like I have like saints and, and quotes and everything. So it's not, it's never been a secret mm -hmm. that I'm Catholic. Um, so just being, I think, a Catholic presence in, in, in like the workforce yeah. um, is I think a big thing for me. And obviously um, it, it, what I choose to involve myself in is informed by my conscience, by uh, Catholic morality. And uh, that can be very difficult, you know, in, in the creative industry of today. For sure. Um, so, yeah, and it's just one of those things where you put yourself in the presence of God at the beginning of the day and offer, offer him your work and uh, go from there and hopefully honor, honor him in uh, using your talents to the highest degree. You know, yeah, uh, sure. back and and really bringing a joy to to families and uh, you know bringing back that sort of childlike wonder in a world that can be you know harsh and tragic. Um, so I think that's something very important, an aspect of God that I really like exploring his sort of like childlike, wondrous quality. Yeah. Um, so that's that's probably a big thing for me. For sure. Well, and I love that you're, you know, you work in a secular industry, but your faith is not hidden. And I think sometimes there's this, oh, well, to be a Catholic artist, you have to just do Catholic art. And that's not true at all. You are a Catholic who is an artist who also does specifically Catholic art, but you also illustrate golden books that are in people's homes. And they'll see that name. They have no idea necessarily that you have the Instagram account Catholic Colors, but they might go look for your name and they might find the John Paul II book. They might see that, that picture of the saint that they remember from their childhood or just a coworker walking past and sees a crucifix or sees an image of Our Lady. Let's talk for a bit about, about your Catholic art specifically then. Um, what are some of the things that you've created besides the JP2 book that really do help, especially kids, learn about their faith? Um, I think a lot of it has to do with um, sort of conversation starters. So, if I, if I draw a saint and putting up, put it up online, little kids aren't necessarily, you know, gonna be online or that right. kind of thing. But I know a lot of parents um, show their kids the artwork. Um, I have a friend who bought a, a Mother Teresa pillow with my illustration on it. And uh, he talks about how she sleeps with it every night. Um, so it's sort of bringing in um, sort of the same, <sighs> 
the same quality of, of art as the kids would find in, in secular stores, mm -hmm. things like that. Um, something that they can cling to and love. Um, so yeah, usually, usually it's comments from parents that I get the yeah. most and uh, how, how their kids love the art or they love going through the Instagram account and they talk about like, oh, I didn't know I could be Catholic and work at Disney, you know, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. And that I could be openly Catholic and work at Disney. So I think that's a big thing for people as well. For sure. I mean, there's, it's definitely a surprise. When I told the Ave people I wanted to interview, they were like, there's a Catholic at Disney. I was like, I think there's a lot of Catholics at Disney. We just probably wow. don't know them all by name. There are plenty of people, actually. I remember the first time I moved here and I joined the young adult group, I, we went around introducing ourselves and half the people worked at Disney. Half the people. That's awesome. That's awesome. Like, this is Orlando. Most people either work at Disney or Universal in different capacities. Yeah. But yeah, it's a very common thing. I know a lot of Catholics who work at Disney. That's awesome. And well, there's a huge Disney fan group within the Catholic ministry world. Um, where we're all talking back and forth about when is our next trip or we have yet to take Rose. It was our hope to bring her this summer. I don't know that it's going to happen now. Um, but I definitely think that knowing that there are Catholics there, I would go either way, but it's, it's such an encouragement in any environment or in any industry to know that people are living their faith. Let's talk about your faith on a little more personal level than if that's okay. I mean, we've got your work, you've got your art. You mentioned you're in a young adult group. How do you live your faith as an artist, as a, a young woman in a, a hopping town in the everyday? I mean, what, is, what does a Lent look like for you? Or what does just a, a, faith, a faithful Sunday look like for you? Uh, this is interesting because uh, during, now that we're in quarantine, I've, uh, I, I've been extra involved, for instance, in our uh, uh, high school uh, faith formation program. Uh, very, very involved in that, probably from transitioning to young adult group into like, what else could I do uh, for my home parish? Uh, so for, for instance, uh, we've been, uh, yesterday, we got together with all our teens on Zoom and uh, talked a little bit about hope and uh, how they can incorporate their, their faith life and prayer life in the everyday to deal with the struggles that they're dealing with now. Um, so we, we do a lot of things with them, um, uh, going to mass every Sunday, uh, and, uh, I, have uh, been really, really, uh, sort of blessed by a particular novena lately, uh, the Surrender Novena. Mm. Um, I've loved it so much. It's had a big impact on, uh, being able to give my life over to the will of God, which we know is very, very hard. Uh, and yeah, I think it, I think it comes into every aspect of my life, like how I decorate my home. Like I, I love, I love the concept of a church home, you know, mm -hmm. like, like, it's not just that you go to church. It's just that even in your daily life, like you're trying to form a little church at home. Yeah. Um, so, uh, sort of having your faith inform every, every part of your life. And uh, having conversations with friends, praying with friends, being involved in a really great group called Catholic Creatives, and uh, sort of trying to, to make the best art for the church and bringing back quality. Uh, 
who aren't for the church and can be specifically Catholic, but also just uh, seeking to be the best artists we can be, using our talents to the glory of God, I think is a big theme in my life as well. I love that, using our talents for the glory of God. And that, that really is, and knowing what you've done and then seeing your post, especially in the Catholic Creatives group, um, for those listening, what is Catholic Creatives? We're bringing Anthony on the show. We have an episode with him coming up, but um, what is Catholic Creatives? Is it, I mean, I'm not an artist, but yet I'm in that group. Uh, so am I an artist? Like what is the Catholic Creatives Facebook group? I think anybody who, who, who uh, does anything creatively has ideas um, that uh, can possibly um, bring about uh, faith in other people, renewed faith in other people. I think everybody can be creative in, in different senses of the word. So you don't necessarily have to be a painter or an illustrator or a singer. I think it's just being involved in the, the creative life of the church. I think it's mostly just to be passionate about creative mm -hmm. things. And, um, it's, a, it's a group uh, uh, that started in Dallas by the twins, that, that you know, the, the D'Ambrosio twins. And they really, I think, were very passionate not only about creating community for uh, all the Catholics that were creatives. They, they just wanted to bring everybody together so we could do amazing things. Um, it's a lot easier to do really big, awesome projects, obviously, with a group and and uh, have people that, that had the same passions, not only in faith, but in, in art. And I think it, it's, Art today is so much about just bringing art like immediately to something fast and quick. And so it can lack quality. And I think we're just passionate about making beautiful art and being, mm -hmm. and being okay with being critical of the art that's being made today and wanting to set it for a higher standard. Um, but yeah, it was definitely a lot about community and about um, really going deep into what it means to be a Catholic artist. And to mm -hmm. Yeah, I know I was put into a Catholic creatives podcasters group, which I thought was, I was like, yeah, podcasting is a creative outlet and there are ways to make it quality and to make it better and to tell stories. Um, so that was a huge, I'm, I'm not as active in the bigger group. Uh, I'll post every now and then, but, but I've definitely in that podcasting group have found friends that we have supported each other and, and given each other ad space and really just learned. So here at the end then, how can... A person who's listening to this, maybe they share it with their kid who loves to draw, and it's like you when you were little, it's just breathing. Or someone who has this desire to maybe do more for the church as far as an artistic endeavor, whatever that might look like. What would be a word of encouragement that you'd offer them to, like you said, to use your talents for the glory of God? I think it's just to not be afraid first to to begin by being bad at something, you know, like I think a lot of people think that they're not good artists, so they don't even start. Um, but we all begin as, as you know, students and learning and it's by doing that we get better. Like that's, that's one of those things to, to just keep drawing, keep a sketchbook and just um, have, have a confidence in your ideas and being okay with talking about other people, talking to them ab about them to other people, um, and just know that that um, you don't have to be um, 
another artist that you know you're just like oh I just want to be them it's like no you have your own voice and only you can make what you're gonna make um and so you do have something valuable to contribute and uh, that's what you need to focus on like like um just focus on on improving yeah from where you start um and don't compare yourself to others because you have your own voice and and what you have to contribute is unique that's beautiful. What we have to contribute is unique and, and truly God-given gifts to be able to do that. Thank you for sharing yours. Thanks for sharing your insights. Where can people find your work, find more about you? Of course. So on Instagram, um, my handle is Catholic, uh, Catholic Colors. Um, I started a new Instagram uh, handle recently, which is uh, more broadly in other creative things that, that I'm interested in, writing, poetry, and that's uh, of mirth and wonder oh cool as well as uh fabiellagarza.com awesome we'll we'll have those all down in the show notes so people can find it and uh find your work um and i'll probably link those awesome cups that y'all just did from disney to um because they are adorable (laughs) you've got yours there yes (laughs) i love them so thank you again so much for your time of course this was a pleasure i think fabiola really captures how Our gifts and our talents are meant to be used both in the world and for the glory of God. And those two things are not contradictory. And that her faith, her identity as a Catholic, really is giving life to what she's doing. And I think leads us to ask, well, how is my Catholicism, how is my faith, how is my relationship with Christ influencing my life far beyond just the church on Sunday or far beyond having a piece of Catholic art hanging in my home? It's a much wider experience, right? And, and working in a secular company like Disney, her Catholic faith is still able to shine forth in really beautiful ways. And I think that that's something worth not only hearing, but worth thinking about in our own lives. You can find all of our Ave Explorers content for this series on art and architecture over at AveMariaPress.com. It's completely free. We hope you take advantage of reading those articles, watching those videos, listening to the other podcasts. As always, we'd be grateful for a rating and a review over on the Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Spotify platforms. And we'd love it if you would share the show with folks who might enjoy it. Thanks so much for listening.